Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. We are here. We are locked and loaded, ready to go. The start of some new eras in Detroit here uh, as the Red Wings and the Pistons are set to have either kicked off or uh, are about to kick off their seasons. Uh, we got some wrestling action to talk about as well. Lots of stuff going on this week. We, we may do a check-in on the NFL next week along with college football just to kind of get everybody up to snuff ready for that Michigan-Michigan State game. Check-in on the Lions as well, um, you know, and everything else going around the league. But today we're, we're, we're taking a little bit of deviation from the normal path here. No football this week. We are talking, though. We're going to talk um, We're gonna talk wings here, Mike. You know, the start of the season, um, it's what are we in year what three of the Eiserman mm-hmm. plan at this point? The Eiserman yeah. plan is that what the, it is? Because right? we were we were we were together doing this show when Eiserman got hired. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been. It feels like it's been forever, but <laughs> yeah, but it hasn't been. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, you know, they come out. The first thing I noticed, I don't know if you actually watched the the first couple games, but um, came out they were aggressive. You know, which I thought was nice to see. Uh, you know, we can kind of go through here. And look uh, at the rosters, but kind of give me just an overall. You know, Jeff Blaschel's back again on a one-year on a one-year extension, basically for this team. Where, where are you at with the Wings right now? We're going to talk Pistons in a minute, and I know there's a lot, a lot, a lot of optimism around the Pistons, but mm-hmm. the Wings didn't get the first overall pick, right? They mm-hmm. seemed to always somehow managed to be able to pick fourth. Um, you know, so talk to me a little bit about what what you what your expectations are. Um, on this, you know, this 2021 team, because quite frankly, I don't really know what to think. I don't know what, I don't know what to expect. Am I supposed to have aspirations of, we need to finish above 500? Am I supposed to be like, no, we're still awful. Like what, what (laughs) is it for you? Uh, well, right now my expectation is probably a little below 500, Yeah, probably about tiger's level of, um, where I think they should be at. Um, so if, if they're sitting anywhere from. Well, they play eighty-two. So if they play, if they're at like thirty-eight wins, yeah, which would be yeah, close 70 to five, something yeah. like seventy-something yeah. points with a couple yeah. of top or overtime losses or wins even or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you if you get around like eighty mid eighties in points, yeah, uh, on the season, I think that'd be a pretty good um, number mm-hmm. to hit. Um, I, and I also think that they have the same kind of upside that the Pistons do. Yeah. Where I think offensively, I think they're in stride right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they scored six against the Lightning, the Open, yep. Yep. and then they put up three against Vancouver. Yeah. Last night, I right. guess Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and in a winning effort, so. Yep. I think in that sense they're good. I think on the opposite sense, their defense is still pretty atrocious. Um, allowing yeah. seven goals to the Lightning after being up six to three. Allowing that four in the yeah. in the last period plus yep. overtime mm-hmm. was uh, was yeah, a tough way to really go. Yep. So uh, I think that's going to be a trend all year. Is against some like really bad teams or average teams. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be able to win three to two, <clears throat> three to one type games or whatever. Right. But I think against the good teams, offensively, I think you can try to put up a fight. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be okay. You're going to allow four or five goals, and you're mm-hmm. just not going to be able to overcome it. So I have them set at like. 80 something wins, mm-hmm. you know, 83, 85 points. Not yep. wins, that's stupid. 85 like points. Yeah. And we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a fair assessment. You know, looking at this team, I'm going to run down the roster here real fast because obviously hockey doesn't have a ton of guys on it. So obviously you got Tyler Bertuzzi and Adam Earn at, at left winger. You've got uh, Robbie Fabry, uh, Sam Gagner, and Dylan Larkin. Uh, Vlas, Vladislav Namastikov. 
I butchered that name, but he's from Russia, so be cool to me. Uh, Michael Rasmussen, all playing center. Lucas Raymond, Carter Rowney, Giovanni Smith. Or I'm sorry, yeah, uh, Giovanni Smith, Michael Steffens, uh, Pius Suter, Jacob Rana, and Philippe Zadina uh, on the offensive finishing out the offensive side. Uh, on defense, Danny DeKaiser, uh, Philippe Pronk, uh, Nick Letty, Gustav Lindstrom. Yes, you're not hearing that right. Lindstrom as in, you know, Nicholas Lindstrom, the offspring. Uh, Jordan Osterley, Moritz Zeter, uh, Mark Stahl, and Troy Stecker uh, for the defenseman. And then for goalies, you've got Thomas Grace and Alex Nedeljokovic, which is the guy they brought over uh, in that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, so, I mean, looking at it right, I mean, offensively, I mean, you got to be happy, right? I mean, you're putting up, you're, you know, multiple multiple goals a game. You know what I mean? I think that was a problem that they've had the last couple of years. Um, I'm kind of with you, though. Th- this team is hard. I do it's weird to me, I feel like, because, you know, it's hard not to do a compare and contrast with the Tigers and the Pistons and some mm-hmm. of this stuff, right? I, I can't throw the lines in there yet because we're still year one in. But, mm-hmm. like, um, it's weird because I just feel like Blaschel is kind of like dead man walking in yeah. a lot of aspects, right, where I don't know what he can do. And maybe Eiserman is has a plan with that. I'm not sure. But, like, the I feel like the consensus around the hockey world is that, yeah, like he's gonna be here until Eisenman just decides I'm gonna go get my guy now. Mm-hmm. And so like it's hard for me to be like, okay, you know, there's a plan in place, they have the infrastructure, and maybe from the top down to the middle they do, but when it comes to your head coach, it's like, you know, AJ Hinch got brought in, right? And, you know, you have Dwayne Casey here, you you have the good GM head coaching kind of pairings where you go, okay. This is kind of how it's going to go, right? You've got Avila and Hinch. You've got Weaver and uh, Dwayne Casey. Iserman and probably not Blaschel, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? So it's kind of a shock. Were you surprised that they didn't move on this offseason from Blaschel? Or do you think that they're basically just waiting until there's more talent? On yeah, the no, I think. kind of pull that plug. Like I said, I think he's good at developing people. So yeah. I think he's they're still like, okay – if you can develop the new crop of people yeah. and then we just send you out <laughs> like I literally I think it's exactly what like you were hoping the Jim Caldwell yeah Matt Patricia jump right. would be is yeah. okay Caldwell you have this team you develop them well now let's bring in this guy to take, take us over, over the top yeah and Obviously. I think that's what the I think that's what the blast hole slash whoever comes in after plan is mm-hmm. is okay get us to a point where you know you're sitting at 500 or yep. maybe a little above yep. and then kick you out Yep. Bring in our real coach who's mm-hmm. really going to like, who's good at coaching yeah. the hockey part of yeah. the game. And then he can take us over the top to get us where we want with the talent that we have at that right. point. Yeah. So I think we're probably still, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked this is last year. Yeah. But um, I think he still has this year. Yeah. And if he exceeds, if he's at like, 90 95 points or whatever yeah right yeah if you're, makes, if you're a, yeah. makes a wild card yeah. like eight seed run or something i mean maybe you still maybe yeah. you keep him at that point well, but at that he, point I don't yeah think so. i mean he's had some success right he, he was the coach of grand rapids when they were when they were pretty darn good right um you know that's kind of how he got this job was because he was good at developing the young talent right so it's hard i feel like he's dead man walk and i also kind of feel bad for the guy because it's like what do you do i mean th- mm-hmm. this roster the last few years has had very lack of actual talent too mm-hmm. so um you know, they, they bit the bullet a little bit. They, they bought out a few guys in the offseason. You know, I really like their draft. We talked about their draft in a previous episode, really attacking, you know, the goalie spot in particular, uh, as well as, uh, you know, the right – I think the, I think there was right winger, I think, is what they kind of attacked as well with their early pick. So, either way, I, I you know, it's hard for me to gauge. So, it's, it's one of those things where I think I'll watch more Wings games this year than I have the last couple because we're really in full Iser plan – 
mode at yeah. this point. You know what I mean? Like you're right in the thick of it. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting time. I think it's a fun time. And I think that, you know, early returns so far are this team is a little more physical. They're faster. They're playing more aggressive. And I'll take all that yeah. when, it com- when it comes to that. Yeah. So. so, and we'll yeah. play a quick little over-under game here. So yeah, on, Dra- sure. on DraftKings Sportsbook, mm-hmm. uh, they have the Red Wings set at 79.5 total points for the year. Okay. Um, the favorite is actually the over on it. Really? Yeah. The under is at plus 100. The over is minus 120. Hmm. So would you take the over or under on 79 and a half? Oh, boy. Um, I, I would take the over probably yeah, at like 82 by a points. Because that's doing the math, right? So if you if you don't count any overtime yeah. games at all, that's mm-hmm. 39 wins. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably have a, yeah. a decent shot to at least get to 37, 38. And yeah. if you have a couple overtime losses in there, yeah. I think you could definitely get over 80. Yeah, I, I'm not. I wouldn't say that's necessarily the like a holy crap, you know, yeah. like a stretch by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. You know, I think it's a very good number to be at though. Seventy nine and a half is a very good like. Yeah, I mean, like, looking at their yeah, looking at their last five seasons, right? 2016, 2017, 79 points. Uh, 2017, 2018, seventy three points. 2018, 2019, seventy four, and then 2019, 2020, 39, <laughs> um, and then twenty twenty one, forty eight. So, um, yeah, we definitely could see some tra- – I mean, obviously, in the 2020-21 season, it was a shortened season. Yeah. So, um, I was going to say it was shortened, yeah. and they only played, like, the same, like, four or five teams like, yeah. over and over again because right. they didn't want to be traveling outside of division. Correct. So being able to play the Yeah, vast, they only played 56 games last yeah, year. So play, and the year before that, they only played 71. So Yeah, so p- being able to play, like, the vast yeah. – playing all your games and playing each team – you know, two, three times. I yeah, think that, it's going to help. That 2019-2020 season, though, 17 wins, 49 losses, and five OT losses. Yeah. Holy crap, Ola. And we still didn't get the first pick. So stupid. But I digress. Um, Yeah, I mean, you you know, hopefully, yeah, if they can get to 80 points this year, yeah. and you know what I mean, and be close to that 500 mark, you know, and probably I would like to see them too, and I, I feel like I've been saying this the last couple of years, really need to improve on the overtime because I, I don't know yeah. what it is, man, but it's like every time I watch a Wings game, it's like we go to OT, oh, we're dead. I don't yeah. know what it is about it, but, like, I mean, 13 overtime losses in 2016. I, I, feel, like, I feel like it's weirdly that, like, Jeez. they're never, like, coming back and trying no. to win it. Like, they're no. always losing the lead and losing yeah, the momentum. exactly. And then you go in period. and you can't stop the momentum at that point. It's, yeah. it's extremely frustrating for sure. So, yeah, good thing, you know – I'm glad the wings are back. It's good. You know, it's ready to go. I'm I'm locked in. Um, I'll definitely be watching more wings games than I have in the last couple of years, just because you know it's an exciting time for sure. Speaking mm. of exciting time, though, let's gush over the 40 win Detroit Pistons. <laughs> you know, it's hard. It's weird to say it like that. Um, that's kind of where we're at, right? You know, yeah. um, uh, they haven't they haven't actually tipped off yet, right? For the no, their first season? game is Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. You're I gonna be, be there, right? There. All right, there we go. Mike's gonna be in attendance, so if you see him on camera or you see him walking around with his Kate Cunningham jersey, make sure to <laughs> drop him a shout. You know, ask him yeah. for an autograph. He's he's a nice guy. He may yeah. not even charge you. It's good. Yeah, we hang out. Um, but uh, no, I'll be, I mean, I'll be with my two tall, gigantic friends. Yeah, there we go. Right? Yeah, he'll be. It's it. You can just say it. It's our bodyguards. You can. Say it. <laughs> we are big enough. We're 150 and one episodes in. All yeah. right. We're we're, we're yeah, big enough true. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean it's an exciting time, right? You know, you look at it. it you you know the Pistons. They get the number one pick. They get that guy that you're hoping is is now immediately the face of the franchise. He's immediately the guy to really go. Okay, this is the guy. We're gonna build around this man now. Um. 
you know, I know he's dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury. Is he is he scheduled to play on Wednesday? He's, I'm gonna laugh my butt off. I know <laughs> he's. It's like questionable. Yeah. So the the last report I heard was so when he heard it, yeah, he, they said he just rolled his ankle, and they're just trying to be extra and cautious. and they're literally just like yeah. haven't played him at all. Yeah. So that tells me. They're just trying to save him for the game. Yeah, for sure. And like, because yeah, like, there's no point if you roll your ankle to play in preseason at no, that point, like no. at all. Yeah, why? So, why exacerbate yeah. the injury? And I don't think he's been. He hasn't like been practicing, which I guess you could say is a bad sign. But yeah. it's also, I think he's literally just trying to rest to yeah. like get there. Yeah. So I would say like 70 30 he plays yeah maybe he doesn't get a ton of minutes but yeah but he might yeah. he'll like start but maybe his minutes are limited or something yeah. but well, I, I would say he play especially because it's the opener <clears throat> like yeah. if if it was like it's gonna be rocking if, if the first two games were on the road yeah i'd be like he definitely is on that road trip to start the season right but because your first first game is at home yeah. i think he's doing everything he can to try to play that yeah game. for sure you're playing the division rival too you're playing the bulls you know yeah. like that's that's it's a big, big game yeah it's a big you. game yeah i mean the bull it's a new look bulls team they, they have a lot of excitement I think like team. their entire starting five looks brand new. To yeah, me, right. Exactly. So, so they've made a lot of moves. You know, Lonzo Ball's there now and all that good stuff. Yeah. So there's Mark Rosen's there. So yeah, there, there's yeah, fun. there's a lot of excitement with the Bulls right now as well for the first time, pretty much since probably what Derrick Rose was there. Um, yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, it's an exciting time for sure. And honestly, too, look, thinking back to the Kate thing, right? I mean, he played with eighty percent of the team in the G League this year during the summer league. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, you know they, I mean? they had a little bit of time there to get gelled together. And then they... <laughs> I mean, it was, I, I mean, Isaiah Stewart, Shadik Bay, Killian Hayes, Saban Lee, they all played yeah. in the, um, in the, in the G, in the summer league this year. So yeah, Garza, you can play some. And <clears throat> yeah. Stuff, summer so. league did. Yeah, for sure. So it's an exciting time. Uh, I mean, going back to it and we, we've talked about this quite a bit going into the season, right. With expectations and all that stuff. But now that we're here, um, and we, we have that full roster, right? We, we know Kelly Olenek is going to be a part of this, this basketball team for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, do you think that, do you think that this is the roster, right? Like this is what they're rolling with this year. Do you, because, and notice my ask is for twofold. Number one, we talked about the John Wall situation, right? That's still pretty, I would say non-existent, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but also that, you know, we're hearing rumors that Pistons are one of the teams that have been at least continuously talking with the 76ers, about the quote unquote possibility mm -hmm. of Ben Simmons, you know, becoming a piston. Now, I think that really throws a wrench in all of their plans, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. 100%. Right. But <clears throat> nonetheless, they have been one of the teams listed as, as at least talking to them for mm -hmm. whatever that's worth, right? Um, do do you do you foresee a move like that coming, or, or are we locked and loaded with this with this core yeah. and just saying let's go? I, I would say more likely than not we're locked and loaded with yeah. this roster. Um, would you be extremely disappointed if they made a big swing like that? Um, I mean, because obviously they're not going to give away Cade. That's yeah. that's that's probably See, the one guy who's protected. Yeah, but like Jeremy Grant yeah. could be definitely go. No, like, that's, if the, that's that's you know what I mean? they said it would be like Jeremy Grant, like a uh, Frank Jackson, and a couple picks yeah. or something would be the thing to get out Ben Simmons. Right. Um, I personally wouldn't want it. Yeah. I mean, I think you're trying to build for like a playoff future team. Yeah, a and consistent a consistent playoff, playoff team. team. Yeah. And here's the thing is Ben Simmons is fine literally on one half of the court because yeah. his defense is great. Yeah, like, he's a but, very good defender. But also, I'll take Killian and Cade mm -hmm. and Jeremy mm -hmm. Grant, Shadiq Bay, and Isaiah yep. Stewart as a yep. five on defense in two or three years. Mm -hmm. Then I need – like, I, this team is not like we need Ben Simmons, I right. guess is where I'm at. Right. I think if you asked me like two years ago, 
yeah or three years ago when like drummond and blake were still here oh, I, would, I would definitely make this i would trade. be like i'd be like, I'd be like there's like almost 100 percent chance you try to make that trade happen right because then you could say because you have, have nothing young to be excited about yeah so yeah. then you'd be like oh we have ben simmons we have blake griffin andre Dr- okay yeah. like you have a right at least you have some star power in here now to mm-hmm. work with yeah. i think now you're on the you're on more of a track of like an 04 piston type thing where yeah. you don't really have that all-star yeah. and like high no what, what is it um we just don't have the MVP that, yeah, type yeah, player. Right, exactly. You don't uh, have that guy, a, a top twenty player in the league. Yeah, but you yeah, have, all your guys yeah. are just really talented. Yeah, not role players necessarily, but no, like to no. an extent, higher level role players, mm-hmm. um, lower kind of star players, yep, but for sure uh, with potential to be good. So I want them to ride with that group. Yeah. Obviously, I'm cool if they want to keep adding like a Kelly Olynyk type, type yeah, player. Yeah. And I do hope, and I, we have I've said this name countless times. Yeah. But if down the line in a year or two, if they want to try to make one one guy to grab in, like a Jimmy Butler, yeah, I'd be I'd be cool to pull in when, a guy, yeah. like one guy yeah. like when that. When you pulled when you pulled that name specifically out of the hat, like a light bulb went off for me, where I yeah. went, oh, that's so good because yeah. the T fits the the mode of what yeah, they want. He be. he fits the we're gonna defense it up, <clears throat> yeah, we're make important shots when we need to, but that's like the Do guy. Do you think that's maybe why they're in on Simmons? Is because think about it, if I'm looking at this roster right now, right? And, okay, say Killian has to go over in that trade because I think that would probably have to happen, right? They get a Mm -hmm. point guard back. Um, So if you put Ben with four or three, take Isaiah Stewart. I know he's got the green light to shoot threes, but he hasn't really shown it, right? At least three guys that can hit it from deep on a pretty consistent level. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's maybe why they're thinking? Because he plays such good defense, because they're all about defense. Troy Weaver and Dwayne Casey yes. are very much all about def- defense. But to surround Simmons with just a whole bunch of guys who can shoot threes where he can facilitate, that maybe that kind of yeah. accentuate the positive, hide the negatives See, in his game. My, if, if the report came out and said, okay, they're looking at Killian, yeah. Frank Jackson, and three picks, yeah. I would be way more likely for that yeah. because I would lo- I would – strongly consider having a line above Ben Simmons, Kate Cunningham, yeah. Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, and yeah. then Kelly Olenek. Name a center. Or Isaiah Stewart <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Right. Right. And you yep. can spread the court still. Yeah. But I think when you lose Jeremy Grant, yeah. I think you're losing a big piece. Sh- a big piece. Yeah. Your best offense player in the last two years yep. and a shooting piece that can help spread the court because Absolutely. then you're like, who plays the four there? Right. And right. then you're looking around, and it's like, if you yeah. don't have a guy who can shoot well there, mm-hmm. then it's you're, right. then you're you in a tough spot. You move Stewart to the four, and then you put a Linux at the five. five and, and then, then you, and like, that's that po- okay, but I, I think based on what we've seen I don't seen think Isaiah Stewart's returns, good enough at yeah. shooting to like be a four to, yeah, to be stretch, stretch out that four. way. Like, he can play the five, yeah. and if he's at least he's, okay yeah. at shooting, like if yeah. he's Draymond Green shooting, where he can just once in a while make the shot so you have to guard him at one point, like, that would be fine. Yeah. But... Um, so that's why I don't want Ben Simmons unless it was because if you just trade out Killian for Ben, yeah, then I feel like that's okay because know, Killian right. can't really shoot right now either. Right, but I yeah. think he, he has the ability to yeah. at least develop something, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really shoot well yet. Yes. So if you trade that, right. you're not really losing the shooting in there, mm-hmm. but you're getting a better defender at the moment, and you're getting a better playmaker. And at the we moment. also have to think about too the cap ramifications of that, right? He's on a max deal. Yeah. You know, Ben Simmons is right, yeah. and you Killian are you're just, paying like yeah, three million dollars. Exactly. You're just getting out of cap hell i mean you're still in it a little bit with blake griffin's 30 million yeah, but, he, that's only, but that's, but one that's year one year lost. right and yeah. you have basically said all right screw it and you've leveraged some of your flexibility that you do have 
a la DeAndre Jordan trade, right, where you mm-hmm. basically just bought four second-round picks for nothing because they cut Sekou immediately too. So they basically just gave you four second-round picks to take on $5 million. Yeah. So you lose that flexibility if you bring in a st- – now, granted, you do now have a quote-unquote star, a mega star on your team, but – you know, it's very much like, but is it worth it? And I think now you have so much upside and so much potential on this basketball team. I don't think it's necessarily worth the risk of taking a guy who does no long, doesn't fit in today's NBA. Yeah. If you can't shoot the three and you can't play defense, you're not a good fit in the NBA anymore. It's just reality. Yeah. You have to do something so much better. Yeah. You have to be I was the best say- at, you have to be the best passer in the league. You're not LeBron James. You have to be the best whatever yeah no i agree with that is like you say like you have to be either a great shooter or defender or whatever i'm like you look at a guy like steph curry who doesn't play great defense but he can just shoot lights out everywhere and ben simmons isn't amazing at one point yeah to the point where i want to risk especially because going into this year you you kind of know we're gonna talk about the over under in a minute here but um you know this isn't gonna be a 50 60 win playoff team by any means so there's no young growing frustrating at times but exciting to see the like okay, yeah, yeah. Like you're right. starting to see like what it could be in a couple yep. years. They're gonna lose a lot of close games. I feel like this yes. year. Yes, and so at that point, I'm like, I don't really want to take on a Ben Simmons huge contract. Right. When you're trying to because work now that you've out. shifted expectations, right? You make a trade for Ben Simmons, you just drafted Kate Cunningham. That's no longer all right. Let's get a year. Let's get our feet wet. Let's let's really build a, ro- a rotation going. Right. Yeah. Let's figure out what we have and in Killian especially right because he missed a lot of last year. Now it becomes. No, this is now you need to be a playoff team in yeah, a very You have to at least East. get the play in. Yeah, right. Because the East is not necessarily strong, but all the teams after the top, I would say, what, two are clustered together really closely. Yeah, I, w- I would say right now you From have. From a talent wise. Yeah, you would have like Sixers, Bucks, Nets yeah. who are. Oh, I forgot about the. I forgot about the, Sixers. the Nets. Yeah. yeah. No, I actually was thinking Sixers and Bucks and totally forgot about the Nets. Yeah. I don't know why. Th- but those are the three I would say are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And then yeah. there's the layer in between where you mm-hmm. have just about everyone yeah, else. Boston, and then, Miami is the. Oh, wait, Chicago's going to be Chicago's, competitive this year. Indiana's. Yeah. Like all those teams are clumped in like, Even the Charlotte. Middle. Even teams like that that are younger that are younger coming up there. I know Washington. I mean, there's a lot of. There's a lot of, you know, movement in the East yes. right now, right? So it's, you know, once again, you, you, you acquire a talent like that. I feel like expectations shift, and then I feel like it forces it. Now, I don't think – I don't believe Troy Weaver is a man who's going to be forced into anything. However, um, I do think it forces the, the team to be like, oh, we got to like – we really got to perform because yeah. we just made this big trade and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, you know. Which is why if you're going to yeah. save your like, okay, we're going to use $30 million on a player, yeah. I don't want to use it right now on Ben Simmons necessarily. I want to wait a year yeah. or two because then you can figure out, okay. Yeah, Kate, what are we missing? Yeah, yeah you're right. like, what okay, are we Cade works, Shadiq works, yeah. Jeremy Grant, he's getting older, so maybe he leaves. Yeah, right. Uh, or maybe he's the end of his contract. Yeah. It's only on a three-year deal. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so, so yeah. you can extend him because I think he'll be thirty or thirty-one at the end of Jeremy Grant's deal. So yeah. you could extend him two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you figure out what you have and go. Okay, here's a one splash guy that we're gonna get with this yep. thirty million dollars. Right. Boom, you're good. Yeah, Whether it's a sure. point guard, center, whatever you need. Yep. So I want to use that in two years rather than forcing your hand right now. Absolutely. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the over under though, right? We've talked. We 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 both are in agreement. This is not a playoff team yet. Yes. Um. Now, if they shock me and they somehow are in the playoff, I mean, I'm not going to yeah. be upset by it. Yeah. I would say <laughs> at best case scenario, I think yeah. you're playing in the play-in. I agree with and you. And yep. maybe if you yeah. get hot, you pull yeah. an upset. You pull an upset and you go to the eighth seed and then you get beat by the Nets. You know, or probably in four or, or five games. Yeah. Right? Wh- whoever and, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I think, I think that's 
and I'm not necessarily upset by that either. No. I, I think that's the. Re- I think people need to really temper expectations when it comes to. Okay, yeah, you have Kate Cunningham, right, and that's huge for the the, the development of this team. But he's still 20. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. we really got to give these guys some time to really gel. You, oh, you're four of your five best players are like 22 and under. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shadik Stewart. I'm gonna put Killian in there. Cade and then Jeremy Grant should brought right up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you 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 have a lot of guys that barely are able legally able to drink yet, let alone yeah. you know play at that high level basketball, which you're going to need to be able to do yeah. a year from now. Mm-hmm. Um. So this under so this under over, um. I think it's maybe a little low, but maybe I just have slightly <laughs> higher expectations. Yeah. Um. It said at twenty five and a half. Oh no way! Come on, twenty five. Now nah, I'm taking the overall day. Okay. That's twenty five. Yeah. Come on. And I think it's I like I'm like at one side I'm like I kind of see it because like we said like yeah. yeah like you're gonna have you're gonna trouble lose. scoring yeah um and stuff. But also I'm like I could definitely see his team at least like I don't think they're gonna go much higher than thirty. Yeah. But like if you told me the under over was like twenty nine and a half, thirty and a half, I'd go like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Like I they think might they, get to twenty nine, thirty, thirty one. I think they might have get into like thirty two, thirty four wins. Like yeah. I, that's kind of where I see them at, right? Where mm-hmm. they're not, they're they're flirting with five hundred, but I I wouldn't be shocked to see them start out one and four, one and five, exactly. one and six, well, and then you go, oh crap, now they're really already behind the eight ball. Yeah. My, my thing is, I wonder if they're good enough to really just beat bad teams. Right. I think that's yeah, right. I think that's where because Correct. I think if you I think if you're yeah. playing teams like not to really think about bad teams, yeah. um, who's like bottom of the belt like Orlando and like those kind of teams. I'm gonna say those kind of teams because yeah. I can't really name I'm another one. To, while you're talking, I'm trying to think. Right but now. like, but I know Orlando's really bad this yeah. year. So um, Orlando or whoever got the Houston. Yeah, Houston. Another one. That's another. Houston. I was thinking of the draft order. Cleveland, <laughs> yeah. like those. Yeah. those like we'll bottom say, teams. I, yeah, I was like, I, I like, wish I could say like the Hawks, but they were in the Eastern Conference Final last year. So yeah, obviously I can't <laughs> say them anymore. But if they can, if they can convincingly yeah. beat some of those teams yeah. then i'll go okay if they come if they're competing with average teams i definitely think they're at 30 to 1 wins yeah. but if they're struggling with like cleveland yeah. this year then i'll go okay maybe 25 is the right number yeah so i guess it kind of depends i, I want to watch like, that three number games seems to- really low to me you know but when you really break it down you go yeah well it just really depends on you know yeah. certain things right i don't know I, I think i still think it's higher than that i would love to see them be flirting with 500 it, like that would be the ultimate goal for that would me. be if ultimate goal yeah. i don't think that if happens, they're in the high but- 30s at the end of the year, even if it's not playing for a plan, but like if you're just like I was gonna say, well, last year I think there. I think Washington was the ten. I think they were at like thirty eight. Yeah, I think I think there's I think if they hit thirty five wins, I'll be pretty. Oh, 35 would be yeah. great. Yeah, I think, I think that's 30, kinda... I would go 30 winning some close games. I'd say, okay, that was really good. Yeah. And then I'm also really going to pay attention to the splits when it comes to like the Tigers this year, right? They had a really good record against teams with winning records, right? Yeah. And they they played them well. So it's like, okay, wh- how are you looking against teams like Brooklyn and, you know, yeah. the, the, the Lakers of the world, right? Where you're like, okay, are you, are you getting blown out, all run off the court, or are you there? Are you in it? You yeah. know, and uh, what is your record? Are you five and five? Are you four and whatever that number is? Is, you yeah. go okay, you know you you see the you see the, the potential there. So mm-hmm. um, it's an exciting time, man. I can't remember the last time I've been this excited for a piston season. I've been talking about it. We've been talking about it for a while, and now it's finally upon us. I'll I'm be honest. Stoked, I actually I'm, don't think I'm really I'm really pumped for this year. I don't remember being 
excited. excited for a Pistons season. Yeah, you're really yeah, you're younger than I am by quite a few years. So like I would say, so the first season I watched, yeah. I, I think was like 2010, 2011. Yeah. Right. LeBron like Miami Heat years were like yeah. kind of the first couple seasons I watched, like fully like yeah, like you actually knew what the hell was going yeah. on. Yeah, I actually knew what was going on and stuff. Yeah, and I don't think since then I've really I wasn't like oh here comes the Pistons season. Yeah. I've always been like oh like Cleveland for LeBron or you know. Right. Recently, it's been Luca for Dallas or whatever. Right. But I think this is the first year where I'm generally excited to go into a Pistons season mm-hmm. and actually might sit down and watch just about every Pistons yeah, game I can. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because it, it, as we keep talking about it, it's like we're trying to temper expectations, but then immediately we go and say we're excited for the season because yeah. it's because I know it's not necessarily going to be the results that we want from a, a record perspective, but it is very – but it's still one of those things where I'm like, yeah, but – you're really looking at a full re- like you're looking at the rebuild and seeing this and going, oh my gosh, we may be coming out of this tunnel. We may actively yeah. be competitive for the first time in almost twenty years, like consistently. I mean, they were. 04, it will be about twenty years. Yeah, like when 04 they're was when they won the title, right? And you were and competitive then, till about oh seven. Yeah, probably. right. They had three more years of back to back to back Eastern Conference Finals, not including the three before because they went to six or seven in a row. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you drop off a cliff. Yeah. So it's like since oh seven. So yeah, it's yeah, it's getting close yeah, to that time. I think I think I think you'll see like it'll probably be about fifth, yeah, seventeen, fifteen, seventeen years before you're competitive yeah. again. But yeah. that's yeah, that's a long stretch. Yeah, it's 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 huge, right? So it's like you haven't even had really even glimmers because I mean you made the playoffs twice and you got smoked, smoked so, both times, yeah. right? Um, so you look at it and you just go, okay, like there's there's a real sense of like, oh man, we, we may be relevant in basketball again for, for a while. And you have the foundation where you go, I think we've built it mm-hmm. right. Question mark. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's nice. Uh, my, just... my only worry with how the team's built yeah. right now mm-hmm. is you look at teams like the, how the warriors were great and everything. Yeah. And there were more offensive teams. Yeah. And my worry is you don't have the offense to keep up. Yeah. It's going to be my initial concern because right. you're like yeah. defensive. You're looking at like 2004. Oh, Pistons. yeah. I'm looking at, the, I'm looking at them and they're like, going, that's like, like, have exact, to hold. like that's yeah. how it looks like. It's yeah, going to be. Very much so. But it's going to be very tough when you're just playing teams like the Nets or something where you could be the greatest defensive team ever right. and they're going to put up 120 no matter what. Like, because yeah. they're just that good offensively. For sure. That's that's my yeah. worry going forward is I think they yeah. have to eventually find, hopefully Cade's that guy. I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping based I hope off, Cade and yeah. Shadik are that well, those the, guys. Well, the archetypes but, of the three and D, when you look at it, that's what a good chunk of these guys, I mean, even yeah. the Isaiah Livers of the world, Luka Garza, the three and D. They're, yes. they're all the they same. All they all fit that mold, right? Yeah. If you're but, building an archetype in 2K, yeah, that's what they and so are. So. Every, that, but that's, I guess, yeah. that's sort of my concern, though, is yeah. you have so many people that are three and D. Yeah. We don't have one guy that's just like, I'm just the pure sharpshooter. Right. I'm the pure right. rebound defender. Yeah. Like you don't have like pure roles. You know, Everyone we, is the exact same almost. As we're talking about it, right, is like pipe dream people to come in. You'll know, be a really like holy crap home run like hmm. player for them. It's Clay Thompson. Oh yeah, Clay he would, Thompson he would, would be, be the perfect. Well, he's because, the perfect three and D yeah, player. That's what I'm saying. He is the he is the three and D player when you think about it, yes. right? Where you just go, oh, he's max effort, plays great defense. I mean, I mean, he's not and the shoot. best defender, but he plays he plays hard. Yes. And I, and I mean, him and three. Curry together. I mean, him and Curry, where you just go, okay, one of these guys is going to hit 18 threes tonight, and you go, 
Okay, well, yeah. you know, I mean, exactly. Crazy. But then, and that's what I hope eventually Kate and Shadik turn into. Correct. Not like that yeah. level of no, shooting, of obviously. Course. Yeah, but you're like, never gonna see that again. Yeah, but yeah. Um, just like that level of scoring to the yeah. point where it's like, okay, one day Shadik, you're gonna have yeah. 25. Next day, Kate, you're gonna have 30. It's the yeah, efficiency. It's level. the efficiency. That's yep. right. Um, um, real quick, uh, real quick on the Nets though. This whole Kyrie situation, I do want to ask you about this because this is a, an absolute disaster in so many levels. Um, how long is he a Brooklyn Net? Well, I mean, I guess this is he a, is he traded? They're not going to. They just said they're not going to offer him an extension. But he also hasn't said he's not 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 going to get the vaccine. Now, I'm not going to get political on this show. That's not what we do here. But the Nets have made it very clear that like you can't participate in team activities until you figure yourself out yeah. one way or the other. So it's like I almost feel like they're kind of either I don't want to say forcing his hand, but a little bit honestly. Yeah. And so it, I don't know if they're necessarily thrilled with. The returns yeah. so far. So, so the Nets misplayed their hand on this yeah. by a lot. Yeah. Because they had the opportunity, especially once you got James Harden, that yeah. you could have just left Kyrie, yeah. trade him anywhere. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, there was to a rumor like, your yeah, bench. yeah, there, there was a, there was a thing like four months ago that they yeah. were gonna try to trade Kyrie for Ben Simmons, and I'm like, at this moment, yeah, that looks look really, really sexy. Yeah. But you know what Ben Simmons does? He takes away the best player on offense. And exactly. That way he let Durant. It let Durant chill and, out. Yeah, exactly. Durant and Harden could just chill and do their thing <laughs> yeah, on offense. Exactly. But um, like now, now you're at a point where um, Kyrie can't play on the team at all. He can't right. do anything with the team until he gets vaccinated. Right. And now um, he's threatening to retire if he's traded. So now teams are like, do I even want to try yeah, why, to trade why, why for Why am him? I giving you any assets at yeah. all? Like, oh, no. here's three first-round picks. I get Kyrie, and Kyrie's like, oh, see, I'm not playing for you right now. Right. And now you just lost three first-round picks or whatever it would be to trade for Kyrie. So now Kyrie's trade value is literally at zero. And so you can't trade yeah. him. And You're not going to give him a contract extension, so he just sits out. Yeah, so he now he's just sitting. for nothing. And so now you have just like – now you have an empty bench Uh-oh. spot that you can't use and all this extra stuff that's going on. So mm-hmm. you're in a very rough situation with that. That could have been solved like three months ago yeah. by just trading him with high value. So Also what's weird too is like, it's like where does he fit in this league anymore? Like I don't – like I have never been a huge Kyrie Irving fan uh, personally. I just – I've not either. seen it. Now there are games where he looks – Phenomenal, yeah. you know that was fine. That finals run he had. I was had. gonna say I'll give him. I always give him props for that <coughs> yeah. 2016 yeah. finals run. His finals run was like, fantastic. Them two together were yeah, really good for really that one good. run. He was super clutch. He was super dominant off the dribble. My my, my problem with him is outside of that one time, I haven't seen it. I yeah, haven't seen it. And Boston run was a disaster. Boston was a disaster. Nets is going to be a disaster. Yeah. And you know what's weird is everywhere that wasn't with LeBron has been a disaster. Yeah. And that's not a shot at anyone else. No. It's just he wa- He was like, I want to leave LeBron to do my own thing. And, and I think he quickly mother- realized, yeah. this sucks. wow, this is really hard and it sucks without yeah. having that guy there. Well, and that's the thing. It's. <clears throat> I think that's why he teamed up with KD because it's like, okay, I'm going to have that LeBron 2.0. Yeah. And even that hasn't worked because James Harden came in and was like, oh, I'm going to be your number two. Like, yeah. I'm easily your number two. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, exactly. I, you, you do realize I was putting up 50 with the crappy Houston Rockets for yeah, like so the I, I could I could put up there, 35 right? and yeah, get 10 exactly. assists with I'll, you yeah. if you want to put up 50, like whatever. Well, yeah, I just, you know, he doesn't play defense yeah. like at all. He can't pass. He's not a very good passer. Yeah, but he's, he's got to play he's point. Not, he's not a great shooter. No, he's not. He's like, a he's a good he, shooter. Yeah, he makes he makes splash threes when you need one at times where you go, oh, that's a highlight real type of three. Yeah. But the night in night in basis where you go, hmm, the efficiency's not there. Yeah, and all this turmoil that you're going along with it, and I'm like, 
where do you what do you yeah. do for me? What do you do? Like I would I would take Ben Simmons over Kyrie Irving. Not taking away the tra- trade value part away from it now, like just looking at player for player because I go, listen, at least Ben Simmons plays hard defensively. Yeah. I was gonna he, say he is ben, actively trying. Yeah, Ben Simmons is younger. Yep. And plays He's more athletic too. More athletic and plays dude. great defense. Yeah. The only downside is he can't shoot outside of a foot. Yeah, right. But I, at that point, I'm like, I'll take a top five def- like yeah. perimeter defender right. to what Kyrie gives you. Yeah, at that give point. me Roberson from Oklahoma City a couple years ago. Where yeah. he couldn't shoot a lick, but he just locks down. Yeah, he just locks down. That That's player. basically the Ben Simmons. Listen, thing. put Ben. Sim- I'll put Ben Simmons at the three if I have to. I don't care if I yeah. get him close to the rim. If he just dominates, because he's a physical specimen. He's yeah, a he's big. Like, he's dude. like six ten. Yeah, so. he's a huge dude. So it's like we can. Figure out ways to get him, exactly. you know, in the on the scorecard. So I don't know. It's just I just want to get your take on that because I have been fascinated by a team that is supposed to have NBA Finals aspirations, and I guess they still do in theory. But like, it's like that's a big misplay on everybody's part because you go, you knew what you were getting into at some capacity yeah. with him. You you had to have, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if Boston taught you anything, they were like, don't do it, just don't, yeah. just don't do it. It's not good, and they did it anyway, hoping that Durant was gonna simmer things yeah. down and meanwhile he's over here like no i want harden <laughs> yeah yeah, I just yeah. Don't my it. thing is i i saw the buck side of the east so uh, yeah and, yeah until they prove me otherwise yeah well you um, have to you have to i mean they're, they're they're a very good basketball team you know and they're gonna come out rip roaring and ready to go it's yeah. it, the pressure isn't even on the bucks no it's because not. i mean Giannis got his title yeah so it's like we the pressure's off the last year the pressure was on them that yeah. was the year now it's vice versa where you go if you're the nets you go Come on, KD. You're the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. You got to start showing it there, guy. Like, yeah. you haven't won one without Steph. So, mm-hmm. and not, not saying that he didn't play better. He definitely played better than Steph. But the narrative yeah. is still there, yes. right? So, um, yeah, all right. Steph also won one without him. Correct. So. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time, though. NBA season's back, and I'm Full excited. swing. I get, I'm, I'm, I get NBA games every single day now, so yeah. I have something to watch. As hard time. as it is for me to watch NBA games sometimes because just the, the way the game has evolved, I'm very excited yeah. to watch. I will say, okay, one last point on basketball. Yeah, sure. As we're just going to keep talking about basketball forever, it never gets this WWE Crunchyroll <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> Everyone's like, no, no, this is better. <laughs> yeah, this is better. The, they finally stopped giving them the pump jump into someone three-point shot. When did that happen? Just I am, this, I am just, literally flabbergasted. So it, um, they changed the rule this past offseason. Oh, and Mike, so, I can kiss you. Oh, yeah, that's so, so nice. Uh, oh, so this so preseason is like the first game yeah. that's it's go being it. in play. And so this is what the NBA is going to look like now. Where oh, they're never gonna, so nice. They're not going to call those weird yeah. like, jump where, into someone. Yeah, you pump anymore. fake the guy and he just runs into him. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. So basically what the rule Carter is now. Been pissed. Oh, he is so angry. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, I think the rule now is you have to go straight up in a shooting motion. Yeah. And then if you get hit, that's a foul. Like That makes sense. Yeah, if, if you're going up and shooting and someone slaps you or makes contact with you, that is a but foul. It, uh, yeah, but the rule is now is if you're moving in a – I forgot what the exact terminology was. It was like an awkward or weird way. Yeah. And that's not a true shooting motion. Mm-hmm. Then if you get hit, they're not calling a foul for it. Yeah. I don't feel like as a – Because I saw the one with Steph yeah. where he just like sidebarmed a long one mm-hmm. after jumping into somebody and they didn't call it. I said, oh, here we go. This, yep. is, this yep. is it. Well, that's the thing though. It's Because here's the thing. You have to be – it's similar to the NFL. How do you want me to play defense if I can't touch anybody, if yeah. I can't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a defender and I'm jumping up and you run into me, how am I going to – what am I going to do? D- dive out of the way? Like, yeah. I, 
you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you saw any. Of I that did not see it. I, when I told you, I was I'm like legitimately surprised. Like yeah. I did not see. So, that, so. so watch the opening <clears throat> on Tuesday. The Nets yeah. play the Bucks or whatever Ooh, in their fir- in the first game, and then the later games the Warriors Lakers to open the open the season. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you watch any of yeah. those. You'll yeah. you'll see it. You'll be like, oh, James Harden didn't get that call because he was fading Good. way into somebody. Good. You'll see it a lot, and oh, it's that. very noticeable because yeah. they'll complain about it a lot, but it, they're not calling it anymore. Yeah. Uh, or not as much. PSA I guess. to NBA Maybe players too. Stop complaining to the ref every time something doesn't happen. Just just play, please. For love of Pete, like come on, yeah. like you're really I, ruining. That's the one nice thing the Pistons are gonna have for like two years is yeah. they don't have that star player to go talk to the ref. Yeah. So every time they're they get something, they're, go. they're gonna go shit. Okay, yeah. we'll yeah. go play defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Interesting though. Nice nice point, Mike. I did not know about that. That makes me a lot more excited to watch basketball games now with people yeah. that I was, I, I was trying to hype you more up to watch basketball because you, no, yeah. you didn't seem like you're like, oh, well, I'm super well, into the problem it, is so. it's like I just don't like it when games you know, I watched the playoffs last year, right? I was yeah. very in tune with that. I was very interested to see, you know, some of those teams like the, the Suns and stuff because they were such high seeds. You, yeah. you know, you're like, What what's gonna happen? Um, the problem for me a lot of times is it's like I just want people just I just want to play the game. Like I'm just so tired of every time Somebody gets touched. Okay, well, I died, and it's a foul. And then it's – I hate it when games become who can get to the free throw line more. Mm-hmm. And not in the sense of, hey, we're going to be physical, drive the lane, and force them to move. It's, well, I'm just hoping that the ref calls this calls this because mm-hmm. – you know what I mean? I just don't like when games come down to that. So that's always been my frustration with it. It's just I'd rather just see a, a better, better product on the yeah. court sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm going to watch a lot of Pistons games because – I want to see the development and the growth, but from a league-wide perspective, it's hard for me to be like, well, especially when there's no stakes, to be like, this is enjoyable to see a whole bunch of grown men crying to other grown men. Yeah. So, um, speaking of grown men fighting, um, <laughs> yeah. let's talk. Let's talk Crown Jewel. Um, as much as I hate the whole Saudi Arabia premise, I know it's a moneymaker. I get it from a business perspective. I understand it. Um, I still hate these. These suck in a lot of aspects of it. But I will say, um, on the other, on the flip side of that, this card looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, if like if they seventy five percent of this card was just on like SummerSlam or something, yeah, this has been a great show. This would be a phenomenal. Yeah, show. right. So it's like I'm excited to watch it. I will be watching it because I do think this card is loaded with a lot of great stuff. Um, I'm just upset that they didn't that they're wasting it in Crown Jewel. Like I don't know why these shows advertise it. That's fine, but why not it be a live event? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna go over there, you know, or do a TV, do something. Do, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want to do a loaded Raw that night, you know, and you have a couple big matches. I would much rather prefer that than this at once a quarter because yeah. it sucks. It's just not good. You know, it's just yeah, it's just weird. All right, so we're gonna start from. What I'm going to say is bottom up. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, these are, this is going to be my – you're going to tell my opinion very quickly. On some of these. Uh, here we go. So, so Bobby and Will Goldberg's <laughs> going to open the show. No, I can't even. <laughs> um, you're like, I can't throw all the – All right, so we're going to go We're gonna go the tournament matches first, I guess. Um, so we'll go Zelina Vega will verse either Shayna Baszler or Dewdrop. I'm assuming that match is going to happen on, like, Raw yeah, or probably. something to figure yep. out who's the final person. Uh, so I'm going to have Shayna Baszler in that match. But they're doing the finals in that in, in Crown Jewel. Too? Yeah, the finals of both are at Crown Jewel. Okay. Yeah. So I um, did not know that until right now, and I'm as Mike is looking at me, my face is upset because yeah, so, you're wasting a rating for that. But that's fine. Yeah. So okay. you got Selena Vega versus. So I'm going to take. I'm going to take Shayna Baszler, but I guess you could take Dewdrop if you want. 
Which, yeah, one, which would, of the three win, I, would, I guess? I mean, I would honestly, I would like to see Shayna win. I think it's about I would time too. for them to kind of get back on this horse and give her another real shot at it because I, I, they didn't give her, a, I think, a fair shake coming to Raw the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we have Finn Balor will take on either Jinder Mahal or Xavier Woods. It's going to be Xavier Woods. Which, actually, you know, I think it's going to be Jinder Mahal. No, I don't. I 100% think it's going to be Xavier Woods. But, but I, I think Finn wins yeah, regardless. Do, do we think that we have just a missed opportunity having Kofi Kingston versus Xavier Woods? Yes. Okay, cool. 100%. All right, we're on the same. 100%. Okay, cool. I was literally – I literally looked at the, the, uh, the brackets and I go – Oh, okay, so we're going to get Kofi versus Xavier, like New Day versus New Day. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And then gender one, and I went, okay, question mark. Yeah, I think they're trying to – I think the only reason why I'm so heavy on Xavier Woods getting to the finals is I think they're really trying to give Woods that, like, third man, like, okay, Kofi's been WWE champion, Big E's WWE champion. Let's give – let's throw Xavier a bone here and make him seem like an equal. Or yeah. try to make it – Try to make he's it. he's never going to be WWE no, champion. No, doubt it. So – you know what I mean? And they don't have that lower middle card title like a TV title to give him to mm-hmm. make him seem like, hey, he can hold his own. So I think this is the way. Get him in the finals. Finn should win this, and it's not even close. I was actually kind of pissed that they put Sami Zayn and Finn in the same I – w- I know they're doing Raw and SmackDown sides, but like I would have much rather seen a Finn Balor or Sami Zayn final because mm-hmm. I think that would have tore the house down. But yeah. I digress. Because um, Sami Zayn as King Sami Zayn would have been – Phenomenal business. Be really I'm just funny. saying. Uh, we get, so we're gonna go uh, Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, no holds barred match. Oh god, I hope Bobby just breaks his hip. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's one of those things where it's like, who cares? Yeah, because he's gone after that next night, right? Yeah. So Bobby has to win this match. Yeah, I don't I'll, think he's yeah, going to I'll because I think Goldberg. I think somehow Goldberg wins just because the, it's in Saudi Arabia and it's like nothing happens over there for some weird reason. Yeah, like they, they, it's like the records don't count over yeah, there. Yeah, but reason. like I hope Bobby wins. I hope he beats the living dog crap. Yeah, I think him. I think Goldberg wins. But again, like this is one. I'm like we always say we're like okay, so just don't put Goldberg in the title picture and just have him somewhere else. Yeah, the problem with putting him somewhere else though is there's just like an extra match I don't but, care about. And not only that, I don't like it against your main event stars like this. You want to have him beat, um, uh, name, you know, Mace or T-Bar or something like that. Yeah, or yeah. even like Dolph Ziggler where Dolph is going to give him a match, right. Mm-hmm. And really sell for him for like crazy. Fine. Like they did that on SummerSlam a couple years ago, right. Where it was just a random Goldberg's here for a night kind of yeah. thing. Fine. I will take that every day, twice on Sundays. Do not put him against a former WWE champion who has had the best run of his career against 85 year old Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that Bobby's going to somehow win this match, and then Goldberg like gets his heat back at the end. Like maybe, maybe Bobby wins, and then Goldberg gets up, hits him with a chair, jackhammer, and then walks off. And you're like, yeah, but reality, Bobby still won the match. Yeah, uh, we got uh, Mansoor versus Mustafa yeah. Ali oh. in a match. I would take Mustafa Ali because I like Mustafa Ali. Yeah, sure. Couldn't care less about oh, yeah. this. It's yeah. just ugh. see, see. I'm I'm just going bad to bad to good oh, matches because I'm just like God. Rob's like, oh, this show's gonna be so good. Yeah, it's like, and oh, I just I, went through uh, five matches that Rob said I don't care. Well, about the, I like I like the King of the Ring and the Queen Crown thing. Like I I'm invested in that because I like the tournament thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're playing, you're you're you're, you're not playing. You're, you're fighting for something. There's stakes involved that I can appreciate. Um, even the Goldberg Bobby Lashley, as much as I don't like it, um, I understand it and has a place on the card. This match in particular just feels like nothing. What's what's wrong? We have something to talk about after this. Oh, okay. But, All um, right. But like, we're gonna we're gonna save it for after. Okay. Um. Okay. So so you have who? Mansoor or Musaf Ali? 
Mansoor, because you said it's Ali. <laughs> sure. Couldn't care less. Okay. Um, it's like the, just the token. We need people that are that, you know. Yeah. So we got – uh, we'll go Big E versus Drew McIntyre. I'm going to take Big E to retain because I feel like it would be too early to um, – to go against him, but Andrew's been champion for a hot minute. Yeah. Here's the problem with this booking in particular. Um, I don't know how you, because if Drew's supposed to go over to SmackDown and kind of be a big guy, big star over there, is he going to lose to Big E clean? But at the same time, if he, if Big E doesn't beat Drew, then it's like your WWE champions. I, it's I weird, right? Really and, quick. And it's it's I, like one of those things. Actually, so, so for me, I'm like, yeah. if Big E loses, I'm like, then like Money in the Bank's such a waste because he yeah. just lo- they always just yeah, lose on the next card. Right. But like, at the same time, I'm like, I guess I want to see the Big E run. That's why I'm picking Big E. I just want to see like what well, he you can know do what? with well, that's, it. That, I think but, that's the hard part. I think this is one of my complaints about Big E being WWE champion. I think it's the same reason why I had problems with Kofi Kingston being WWE champion is that in every main event match he was in, outside of him versus Dolph, which obviously right, but like, um. I have a hard time picking the champion as a credibility factor, right? Like, okay, you have the title. That's great, but you're supposed to make the title, and the title's not supposed to make you. And I feel like in this case, I think Biggie's. I think Biggie's. I th- I actually really enjoy Biggie in the ring. I do. I think some of his matches are pretty darn great, actually. Um, but I've just never felt that connection to him as a character where I go, whoa, man, this guy is – he's a main event. I've just never felt main event from him for whatever reason. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to be Drew. You know, big ending one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Now, could that happen? Very much so. I just have a hard time picturing it because I go, Drew's a main eventer. Drew, Drew was a star, right? And I don't know if Big E is long for this world once he drops the title, if he just goes back to doing what Kofi's doing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's hard for me. I'm going to take Big E retains somehow. I think he walks out with the title, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily know if it's going to be a great ending. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, next up, we got RK Bro, Ray Norton, and Riddle, obviously, taking yep. on AJ Styles and Omos in a rematch. I'm going to say from SummerSlam, unless they fought no, again I recently. They, no, I don't think doing, they did, they've though. They've been doing a lot of singles crap. But um, so they're in that, retain. and champs retain? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, There's no think... reason. There's no reason to give it back. They were going to break up Styles and Omos, but then someone said Omos isn't ready to be on his own yet, so there's no reason to give yeah, them so the titles. Okay. Um, okay, now these three, I'm pretty pumped for all three. Yeah, so these next try, matches. Trying to decide great. which one. I'm going to go non-championship match first, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, we're going to go Edge versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match, which I said last week is the first time they actually did Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. the right way. Yep. Um, and this one, I literally think could go either way. Yep. Like, it was straight up, I think either one could win. 100%. I wouldn't really be angry if either one won, to be honest. Yep. Um, I'm going to take... Uh, I know who you're probably gonna take, so I'm gonna take try to take the opposite here. I'm gonna take Seth Rollins. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think Edge wins here. Um, I figured, <clears throat> and I'm only gonna say I think Edge probably wins because I think you could push him into a title thing with anybody. Well, and two, baby, he's on Raw now, right? Yeah, they both. Oh, are. so they he could. Are. Though they both are. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, was gonna, uh, I, guess I saw Edge like, got moved, yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, this is gonna be the blow off, and then Seth got moved, and I went, what the. Yeah, like, well, because I was like, if Edge went to Raw, it's like he wins, and then yeah. he just challenges Big E. I right. guess the winner of this will probably just challenge the WWE champion, probably. I think, I think the – now, I have two schools of thought with this, right, with all the vast knowledge that I have in the history of watching this thing. is There's two schools of thought. Number one, 
it's Edge wins because he's the babyface, and a lot of times babyfaces wind up winning in Hell in a Cell in the blow-off, right? Yeah. Um, but two is if Edge is not long for this world and he's going to go take another hiatus, I could definitely see Seth winning. So that's why this is such a pick em in a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, uh, I think either way it's going to be fine. Um, I think this match is probably going to be the best match on the show. Um, I think there's one other match I think has a possibility of doing it. I don't think it will, but I think possibility will. Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be the best match. Okay, uh, I think this one that we're gonna talk about could be the best match. Uh, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Sasha Banks three way for the SmackDown Women's Title. I think has the potential, potential. to be I, I the best match, <clears throat> but also the three way always kind of just like loses a little bit of sting for me. Yeah. Um. Also, Becky wins. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I don't think Everyone's moving way. around and doing all this yeah. other stuff. So like, I feel like this show, like, not a lot's gonna happen, happen because everyone's yeah. moving around. So she's it's gonna like... drop the SmackDown because she's on Raw now, right? Yeah, yeah Becky's yes. on Raw and she... Bianca's on Raw. So wait, Sasha's on SmackDown. That means maybe Sasha wins and keeps maybe? on SmackDown. Did, where does Charlotte go? Isn't she? She's same? on. She's on SmackDown. Oh, so maybe they just... flip titles. Are they just gonna do the title flip again? Like they did for the Raw tag teams, like the tag teams last year, where they were just like, "Here you go," and they just switched titles and walked away. I don't know, actually. That's that's. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Unless wait, wait. So it, it takes place after. Is there a pay per view from now to? No, no, because the new, new the new draft stuff happens the night after. So like on Friday is when the new draft people are gonna right. show up to their shows for the first time. Right is what they announced, and that's October twenty second. So I guess. I don't know what's gonna happen. That's tough. No. That's I tough to call. Did, I just don't. I, I'm gonna I, say Becky retains. Yeah, I'm gonna but say if they're too, both on Raw. Then I'm gonna I don't be really pissed though about if they happen. just trade the titles. That's gonna be stupid to me. Yeah. Like I said, I don't. I don't like the trading of the titles portion of it. So like, if they do what they did with the New Day, and the Street Profits. Yeah, it doesn't pass. Work. Yeah, hard pass. Like, <laughs> I would agree. And then our main event match, we have Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, Universal Title match, Ugh. which it's gonna be a slugfest to get through. It's gonna yeah. be a pound and pound and brawl type match. Yeah, and um, Reigns wins. So yeah, for sure. Um, do 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 you foresee anything happening with Heyman in this match, or do you think just Heyman like do we do we see like a tease where he's like maybe I'm gonna side with Brock and then he just probably pulls the pulls. I I did like the one quote where Lesnar on. What was it? SmackDown said um, he was like, "Yeah, I read over the contract with uh, with Paul Heyman," and then Reigns was like, "What do you, what what do you mean? mean?" Yeah, right. I think I think that stuff's funny. I think there's gonna be a minute where like he sides with Lesnar and everyone's gonna freak out, and then he's gonna cost Lesnar the match. At I, one point. I love I love having Paul being in the middle of it though, mm-hmm. because his promo was so good and his ability to be like to really make you think about it, you know, where because Brock can't talk. Yeah. At all, he's terrible. So to have that kind of intermediary where you go, what what is going to happen? It's just that extra level I think that they didn't have in the previous feud where mm-hmm. you go, ooh, that's a, you know, that's something else to think about, right? Because yeah. that's a variable. I think there's going to be a lot of interference in this match. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> reading you know the dirt sheets and everything else, they're loving what Reigns is doing. Um, so there's no real plans to take him off, take the title off him, and quite frankly, I don't blame them. Um, I low key think that Drew's going to be the one to take it if they keep him on SmackDown. Um, and I think him. I think you could have, especially if you don't have Rock Roman this year, and they're saving it for the next year's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Drew Roman for the title, and because I think Drew is the only person in my mind right now thinking about it that could you know get hot enough 
to be the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He's got the credibility now with being a former WWE champion. I think he's the only person in my mind right now that mm-hmm. can beat him. Yeah, I agree. So that is our Plus crown I'm jewel. Plus, for a really good match because they had a good match in Survivor Series. So. Yep. That is our crown jewel <clears throat> show. Gross. All right, let's talk about this breaking news okay, real fast so, before we go off air, though, yeah, because so, your mouth dropped, and I was like, what happened? Who died? What's going on? And you were like, we got something to talk about yeah. at the end of it. I was, I, was, I was contemplating if I should just tell you or not. No, and no I was I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad we waited. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So um, so reporting, this is awesome. I'm going to actually say it because yeah. it sounds so official yeah, that right? it happened this yeah. way. So reporting from the whale man, Kyle Budsnowski, he yeah. is not here. Our Michigan football insider. Our Michigan football insider actually gave me the inside scoop on some stuff. All right. So, reporting from he is, he is sub reporting yep. from Fox, um, I guess we'll just say Fox yeah. in general. Sure. Um, Bruce Feldman, college football from Fox, explains why Michigan State head coach is a very po- uh, popular, influential person to go to Baton Rouge to take over at LSU, possibly. Oh boy. So, what is our initial thoughts? Because this literally came out. 35 minutes so ago, now, as we is, he, is he actively talking to them? Yes. Or is he, okay, so, so he's he is, in, so, so what he Kyle, is talking. Yeah, what Kyle said is he is maybe not the leading person, but yeah. he's like a top three candidate and he is strongly talking to them. Uh, well, this sucks for Michigan State because yes. Mel Tucker has been doing a phenomenal job at really turning the mess that D'Antonio left him mm-hmm. in very short order. I mean, they're undefeated. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're 7 0 going into the Michigan game. So, so I mean, that's nothing to laugh at. So you look at it and you go, you know, for Michigan State, it's a huge blow because you lose out on Luke Fickle, who was killing it in Cincinnati. He went, nope, don't want to come here. And now you're going to lose on a guy that many people went, who the hell's Mel Tucker? And now he's going to, oh, I am surprised that they are already really willing to get rid of Ed Orgeron. They just won a national title yeah. a year, two years two, ago. Yeah, two, three years ago now. Shoot, Les Miles managed to last another like 10 years before they <laughs> before yeah. they finally canned his idiot. I mean, I mean, I. It wouldn't shock me. It's such a it's something to happen to places like Michigan State from a football perspective. Same thing that happens in like Michigan and basketball a lot of times where you have a really good coach and you lose them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it. I think it's a good hire just based uh, on the small sample size for LSU. Where you go, look what he did in such a short amount of time. The transfers he was able to bring in, the the lack of prep time he had to get this team ready to play and he's already got some big wins under his belt too i mean yep. beating michigan last year in michigan was huge yeah um what are your thoughts i mean that's that sucks for the spartans in a lot of ways yeah that, i mean a that's lot a, of that's ways. a tough one because to me i look at the spartan team i'm like i don't know if this team's necessarily like good yeah. i think they're just coached yeah so well right and they brought in right. so many good recruits and everything yeah that, or, or so many transfers yeah. and recruits they're all just transfers basically mm-hmm. that to the point where i'm like i can't even say i mean they're seven no so they're a really good team obviously yeah. right. but i'm like i think they're just getting coached up the wazoo right now mm-hmm. and if he leaves some of those people leave and you don't know Sorry, who you're coaching staff in. leaves too yeah and have yeah. The, some of the coaching staff leaves maybe they go to lsu with them possibly at oh, that absolutely. point then too yeah then it's like man now you're just now you have to try to do it all over again, and the odds of you hitting like back to back in like a three year span of no great coaches kidding. is going to be Rough. astronomically hard. To Rough. Do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you overcome that in in a lot of yeah. in a lot of aspects of it, right? Where you really just kind of say, okay, we got to push the reset button again the second time in four mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. That is that is extremely tough. You know, um, I don't know. That's 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 shocking though. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm not surprised. I mean. 
it's you know it's Nick Saban all over again. He comes to Michigan State, looks like he got some future, and then he goes to LSU, wins a national championship. <laughs> um, yeah, that sucks though. I'm very interested. We're going to keep an eye on that for sure. And where does that play into? Because and now it comes down to okay, you've got a bye week this week for the Spartans. You know, does it one of those things where this moves fast enough where oh, it's just he's coaching waiting, and does he finish out the season? Does he not? You know, because yeah. coaches leave now before like bowl games and stuff. How does that affect him going into playing Michigan this, you know, in two weeks from now? There's a lot of variables that go into this now if he winds up being the guy, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and yeah. then we're going to be talking about who the hell does Michigan State hire, yeah. you know? Who is that next guy? Because Michigan State's so hard because they're a D1. They're, they're, they're a good D1 program for football, right? But they're never going to reach that level that Ohio State is right mm-hmm. or any S- most SEC teams for the most part right like they are never going to be that destination spot for some of these some of these high profile coaches they're just not it's just the reality of it and I'd like to say like Michigan is a high profile place to be mm-hmm. the University of Michigan is whether they deserve it or not is another story but they are it's just it's just the reality of it so I don't know where they go I will have to do some digging into who the I guess some of the hot coordinators or hot uh, lower you know Mm-hmm. You know Jim McElwain maybe again. We can give yeah, them I give guess, that another ride. So, he's at he's at Central, right? Isn't he or something like that? Yeah, um, I think so. You know, maybe give him another ride up here. He's right down the road at Central, so maybe yeah, it's, he's it's like a quick little ride he's over. He's the guy. Um, interesting though. That's 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 good stuff. Meet, look at Kyle making look news Kyle. even though he's not here. Big slacker, but yeah. no, that's that's fantastic. So something to take a look at for sure. We'll probably check in next week to see where it goes, how everything else. Because I, I think it's pretty hard to pass up a job at LSU. I think it is too. You know what I mean? Like just uh, being full, like the, the, fully uh, obvious. The, the hard about part it, is go, though, Oof. is like you look at it. I think if if state was like three and four right now, it'd be a lot easier. It'd be like, you go, yes. here you go, see ya, yeah, yeah. see ya. Like not right. even think about it. But uh, but now that you've like changed this whole team, now you're undefeated going <laughs> yeah. into Michigan game. Yeah. And I think you see you play the rest of your out and say you beat Michigan. Say maybe if you can pull an upset against like Penn State, you lose to Ohio State, and you're like ten and two off everyone thinking you're only gonna win like four games. Yeah, it's like, man, maybe in like two years, I actually get my recruits coming in and like. Well, they have a chance to win out. the Big Ten this year now too. Iowa yeah. losing yesterday really puts everything in front of Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, and kind of brings Ohio State back into the fold, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, as long yeah, yeah, I was gonna say as long as um actually yeah, it brings Ohio State a real shot to yeah. it brings a big any Big Ten team now to win yep. the Correct. to get into the playoff now. Yes, with right. that loss, mm-hmm. so. Um, Damn Iowa, be, well, they had us fooled. I thought if they were going to lose, they're going to lose to Penn State or something like that. Nope, we're going to lose to Purdue. Yeah, at home. Ugh, bless yeah. it. All right. I don't think there's any way they get in now. So good yeah, luck, good it's going to be it's going to be a tough because Alabama just going to go. Oh, we're just going to move it to four. We're just going to move it to four. Is that cool? Okay, cool. Because we dropped down to five. <laughs> I'll say we're four now. Oh, okay. So it's Georgia and us. Got it. Oh, okay. Sounds great. You know. <laughs> Gotta, if we're going to win the SEC championship game anyway, and Georgia's going to be the four seed, and we're somehow going to be the three or the two, and then we're just going to play in the finals. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati's going to be the alert. one seed. Spoiler alert. Oh, my gosh. What? You know how funny that would be if Alabama beats them in the SEC championship game? Because Cincinnati's yeah. two right now. Oh, my How are you not going to put them? What, could you imagine if Cincinnati's the one seed, like number one going into the college football selection game, and oh they just don't get Oh, my gosh. Let's hope it happens. That's fantastic. Yes, <laughs> totally for it, Mike. Good idea. That's fantastic. Oh, we're or imagine right. Cincinnati is the one playing Alabama, the four. Oh, geez, and the one seed is uh, is 
is uh it's not a, favored it's by a thirty. Yeah, it's a power f- or it's a non power five team getting favor or unfavored by thirty five points. It's like that one year in Missouri, uh, Missouri and Kansas were one and two in the BCS standings for a hot minute there, and everybody goes, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah. and then it turned out real quick and it changed, but it was yeah. funny. Uh, that's going to be it, though, for this week's show, guys. Next week, we're going to be checking in on the Detroit Lions and the NFL news. We're going to be talking results of Crown Jewel. Um, we're going to be talking probably about more about this, and we're obviously going to be previewing Michigan, Michigan State for the following yeah. weekend. So lots of good stuff coming your way. Um, appreciate all the support. This week's show, by the way, is sponsored by, uh, obviously, ourselves at I'mAlwaysWritePC.com. Make sure to buy our official logo t-shirt um also make sure to go and uh use our code always right for 15 percent off all swift lifestyle products and we also like to bring on a brand new sponsor of the show stuff it burger um they are a brand new startup uh, food truck around the uh, state of michigan uh they just had their first event last night it was last night yet yeah, two nights ago by the time you guys hear this yeah. um specializing in uh you know gourmet burgers so be sure to ta- be on the lookout for their upcoming food truck uh, I had some, I had their mac and cheese sliders yesterday. Phenomenal. Super duper good. Um, so make sure you guys check them out uh, and uh, tell us the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast sent you. Uh, but that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Ron Medica, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.